Welcome to another episode of Money Making Markets. I'm your host, Ash. Thank you guys for viewing the last episode in which we discuss the basics and one stock 101 of the stock market and investing. I hope I was able to provide you guys with the requisite knowledge so you guys could begin investing and become more knowledgeable and comfortable with some of the terms that you'll see when, discussing, when we're discussing some of these topics. However, for this week, we'll be back to the regular stock market updates and some of the major news, news lines and developments that have been taking place in the business, investing, and market worlds over the past week. So we're going to get into that. As always, the presentations will be in the description of the YouTube videos, as well as the podcast will be available basically on every major street platform. Uh, podcast platform that is available so you'll be able to listen whenever you guys want to so let's get ready for the third episode of money making markets As always, the content provided is for educational and infor informational purposes only and should not be construed as professional financial advice. The information provided is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your qualified financial professional with any questions you may have regarding your personal financial situation. As always, guys, do your own research. Make sure that you are indeed prepared to make any investment whether it's in the financial market, stock market, or real estate, or any investment, just make sure you are prepared and knowledgeable about the situation. Let's get it going. So, stocks this week finished higher as investors weighed the latest inflation data. So, it seems as if we've reached peak inflation. As you guys may remember, inflation peaked about 8.1 or 8.2% late uh, last July. In turn, this was terrible news for the stock market. However, it seems as in 2023, as the Fed, the Fed stands for the Federal Reserve, they, they're basically the central bank. Their job and role is to basically make sure that the overall economic health of the economy is flowing that the financial markets and systems is all flowing and everything is moving as smoothly as possible however if they see that there's any disruptions in the economy and that such as inflation rising their job is to institute monetary policies change policies that will eventually help resolve the problem that's currently happening in the economy so for example inflation was reaching record-breaking points. I think inflation reached its highest peak in about 40 years. So obviously this, the Fed noticed this problem and in turn they had to act. And in acting, they decided to raise interest rates. So when you think about raising interest rates, you're thinking about borrowing. So credit loans on credit cards, mortgage loans when people are trying to buy homes and they need to take out a loan. Obviously, a bank or a mortgage loaner is not going to give you a loan for free. 
they need return on their investment. So when you take out a loan, they're gonna charge you an interest rate. That's how they make their money. So again, the Fed's main job is to make sure that the economy is flowing. They saw that interest rates were, they saw that inflation was raising too high and in turn they decided to raise interest rates. So they're raising interest rates aggressively by as much as point, three quarters of a point However, with inflation easing the past couple of months, in the latest round of the, of the Fed's meeting, they may decide to lower the rate at which they raise interest rates to about a quarter point or 0.25. And in doing this, they'll continue to observe how the economy is flowing, how the stock market is flowing. And if as inflation continues to decrease, they'll eventually cease to stop raising interest rates. So. Um, all three indexes were up this week. The stock market has been on a gain these past couple weeks, relatively, and as you combine the four weeks together. All index indexes were up. Inflation is beginning to moderate. The S&P 500 rose to 10.13 points. The Nasdaq Composite added 109.30 points. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 28.67 points. So all indexes posted gains this week. The largest since August. The Fed is expected to continue to raise interest rates at a milder pace when its policymakers meet next week. So that is the stock market update, a little bit of an inflation update as well. And you guys can see the graph, the graphic on the right. As you can see, all indexes were up this week. So there is the stock market update. U.S. GDP rose 2.9% in the fourth quarter after a year of high inflation. So GDP stands for Gross Domestic Productivity. It's basically the main indicator that analysts, economists, and basically everyone in the business world this is the key indicator that we all look towards when we're examining or examining the overall economic health of the U.S. economy. So it grew 2.9% in the fourth quarter. It was obviously stimulated by holiday spending. Obviously, people, consumers are spending more of holiday gifts. And around the holiday, people are buying more gifts and just overall spending more money around the holidays. So that boosted the overall economic health and GDP in the fourth quarter. U.S. growth in the fourth quarter grew. The housing market weakened and business cut back on their spending. So those were some of the drawbacks that happened in the fourth quarter. The housing market is still relatively weak with high interest rates and businesses are continuing to cut back on their spending as they forecast a tw the year 2023. So that is a little bit of the GDP report and the high inflation report. So as the Fed continues to raise interest rates to cool down the economy, they have a little conflict. Small businesses have continued their rate of hiring. So in the current economic climate or a stock market climate, good economic news is considered bad news for the stock market. Let me explain. So the Fed, as they raise interest rates, they're hoping that consumers will be spending less and less and less. And overall, with them raising interest rates, people will not borrow as much money, which will in turn, 
which in, will in turn even out the dollar, make the dollar more valuable as there's less spending. However, small businesses have continued to hire, which is in turn putting more money in American pockets, which will allow them to spend more on consumer goods and services. So bad news for the good news overall for the economy is bad news for the stock market. Traders and investors, as they continue to see these reports of labor and unemployment, unemployment rates continuing, continuing to be low, they're kind of shocked by this because it'll be bad news for the stock market. As long as the economy continues to, to prove to be resilient, the Fed will be more in, the Fed will be more likely to keep the rate the rate of interest rates higher for a longer period of time, which will in turn continue to be bad news for the stock market. So, more specifically, since February 2020, small established small establishment locations with fewer than 250 employees have hired 3.67 million more people than have been laid off or who quit. Contrast. Larger establishments, those with 250 employees or more, have cut and net 800,000 jobs during that time. As you guys could, could see in some of the news reports that have come out recently, major companies such as Microsoft, Amazon, and much more, they've been laying off workers. However, small businesses have continued to keep the economy at float and resilient with hiring people in contrast. So... It's good news for the economy, but it's overall bad news for the market. It's kind of a weird time because we've never really seen a period like this where good news for the economy is bad news for the stock market. However, there's a first time for everything. So as long as the job market is strong, the Fed will have a hard time slowing down the economy and curbing inflation and will continue to raise interest rates. Moving on to Tesla. So they posted a record profit in Q4 of 2022. However, Elon Musk sees challenges, including, like we were talking about previously, higher interest rates and stronger competition in the EV space. Elon Musk, however, has said that Tesla is seeing twice the rate of orders and they're going to have to be producing twice the rate of production. As you guys could maybe remember, in recent news, Tesla cut the prices of its popular models, the Tesla Model 3 and Model Y, pretty significantly around eight to $10,000 for each model, which in turn proves to see the reason why there's been an increase in the amount of orders. If there are these new EVs that Tesla's producing, the popular models that they're producing are cheaper, there's obviously going to be more demand for their cars, making them more affordable for the, the average American consumer. Tesla reported a fourth quarter profit of nearly $3.7 billion, up 59% from a year earlier. Tesla generated $24.3 billion in sales for the period of 37% from the year prior. Tesla's annual profit rose to $12.6 billion in 2022 from $5.5 billion in 2021. And their annual revenue rose to $81.5 billion, up from $53.8 billion from the year prior. So... They're also looking to expand, add more factories in the Renault, Nevada area, looking to expand. So 
Two new factories where Tesla said it plans to manufacture battery cells and increase production of also their semi-trailer truck that it's bringing to the market in December. A little bit of a Tesla update for the Tesla fans. Going on to Microsoft, their earnings spread last quarter amid economic concerns. They weren't the only tech company to fall. There are many tech companies that fell in their in their quarterly earnings, Microsoft recorded its slowest sales growth in more than six years last quarter. Demand for its software and cloud services cooled on concerns about the health of the global economy. It generally makes sense. When you're looking at it, many people who weren't working during the pandemic and going into the pandemic, as remote work increased and became more popular, they decided to invest in upgrading their computers, their tech, their cameras, whatnot during that period. So most of those consumers who upgraded, who upgraded during that period of time, they are not looking to upgrade right now, which in turn has led to many of these tech companies such as Microsoft posting lower earnings and lower profits because as the economic climate becomes more tough, the average American not having as much money to spend in their pockets with interest rates increasing and just overall economic conditions being tougher, they're not going to be as willing to spend on upgrading their tech when they recently just did a year or a year and a half ago. So that's why com tech companies such as Microsoft are seeing are posting lower quarterly earnings. Company's lowest, Microsoft's company's lowest revenue growth since the quarter that ended in June 2016. Their net income fell 12% to $16.4 billion. Um, they're just seeing lower earnings across all the board and all their divisions. Hopefully, moving to the new year, some of these tech companies are able to respond and reverse that trend of lower earnings as we hopefully move further away from the pandemic and interest rates decide to cool down, hopefully from the Fed. In more Microsoft news, they're looking to deepen their OpenAI partnership and invest billions in ChatGPT creator, in, open, in ChatGPT. So ChatGPT, the revolutionary software that's able to compute answers when you when you ask it any questions or are looking for any answers, they had initially received $1 billion in 2015, pledges from Tesla, CEO Elon Musk, and LinkedIn co-founder Reid Hoffman and other backers. It must be nice to receive a $1 billion initially when you're launching your own company. How nice. I wish it could be like that for all of us, but they received $1 billion in 2015. Microsoft is looking to implement some of ChatBT's features in some of its feature products and software. So they've recently, it's recently been reported that they've deepened their investment in ChatBT in ChatGPT by ten billion dollars. A little tip that I like to would suggest in when you're deciding to invest or which companies you're deciding to invest in, follow the money. Investing is not as hard as many people make it seem. Usually when most people are looking to invest, they're looking to hold. You're In long-term investing, you're choosing, all right, I like this company. I think this company will be profitable in the future. And I see it being able to become 
a large part of American lives and the products that they produce. So if you follow the money and that these large corporations and the investments that they're making, you'll see, oh, okay, they're investing in this. Open AI, artificial intelligence must be the future. So follow the money. Microsoft is making a $10 billion investment in ChatGPT. All right, you may want to invest in Microsoft or at least do your research before investing in Microsoft and you, it will be a profitable, profitable in the future. They're also saying that ChatGPT could potentially challenge Google's strangle on the internet, on, their, on the search engine. So potentially in the future, as ChatGPT becomes stronger and stronger and becomes more reliable with the answers that it computes, many analysts are forecasting that it could one day challenge Google. As I was talking about before, Many companies, not only Microsoft, are looking to invest in ChatGPT. Follow the money, follow the money, y'all. Um, they're looking to invest in ChatGPT and hopefully implement some of its features into their customer service chatbots to make it smarter. So obviously we've all had our experiences with companies and their customer service chatbots not being as reliable and working and giving us the responses that we are accustomed to. So in turn, many companies are looking to ChatGPT to solve this and hopefully and ChatGPT is going to be offering some of its services so that develop, developers could embed open AI technology into their own products, potentially transforming the customer service space. So again, companies are looking to invest in artificial intelligence, AI, and hopefully implement some of its features into their products and their company. So again, make sure to do your research on artificial, artificial intelligence, AI, ChatGPT. Moving on to the entertainment space, The Last of Us. Oh my God, what a great show. I was watching the premiere and the second episode. It's going to be as good as the game. The game is based off, if you guys don't know, it's based off the game that came out in 2013. That game, The Last of Us, won Game of the Year. And it was about damn time that they released a a show for this for this game. So it's a uh, HBO's new post-apocalyptic series, The Last of Us, adopted from a PlayStation game, is a smash hit, and in the entertainment world, just a smash hit. So the premiere episode attracted 4.7 million viewers, including through the HBO streaming service HBO Max on the first day, in the first week. 18 million people have viewed to watch the first episode. It is the second largest debut for the network since 2010. So it just shows that The Last of Us is becoming a smash hit and that many people are, look, are looking to tune into the show. It's also bringing in the gaming world because many people played the game. So as you can imagine, many people were invested into the game and won the game of the year, obviously. So many people like the game and many people are deciding to tune into the show. And the show seems to be very good so far, as you guys can see, with the amount of viewers it's been able to attract within the first one, the first week, the first two weeks, basically. In turn, many streaming services and entertainment companies, they're going to be looking more into video games to potentially be the goldmine for future shows and blockbuster shows and movies that could potentially come out in the future. The global game market was worth $184 billion in 2022, which is even more than the world, 
worldwide box office revenue for movies, which was only $43 billion in 2019. So overall, The Last of Us is proving to be a foundational piece that could transform the entertainment world, the cinema world, for them to look more towards video games to be the source of inspiration for these new series and movies that come out. So I'm definitely going to be tuning in to The Last of Us in the coming weeks. What a show. You guys should tune in. I highly recommend. In some sad news, Usain Bolt is missing about $12.7 million from his investment account. The FBI is now involved. So the eight-time Olympic gold medalist, he had invested and had his investments in a firm called Stocks and Securities Limited in Jamaica. They are now under investigation because Usain Bolt is missing $12.7 million. I believe his account is now only at around 12,000. The FBI is now involved in the investigation. The fraud supposedly lasted, lasted 13 years, including not only Usain, but elderly people and government agencies involved as well. This is just a wild, wild, wild story. And it just serves as a reminder that when you guys are deciding to have a financial advisor and an investment advisor or, invet or have a investor money in a firm, Make sure you guys do your due diligence and make sure that firm or advisor is reputable. They've shown contrition in being able to actually help their customers. And they're just overall reputable and trustworthy with your investments. Obviously, sometimes it's out of our control. There's weird shenanigans that could happen. But most of the time, you guys want to make sure that you do do your due diligence and making sure that you have trustworthy people around you when deciding to help them grow your portfolio because we definitely do not want situations like this to happen. Hopefully, Usain is able to recover. Hopefully, the FBI is able to help him recover his missing funds. Um, Usain, though, has been an astute businessman. He has many lucrative sponsorship deals with companies such as Puma, Hublot and Gatorade. He owns an esports team and has a non-fungible token or NFT with Tom Brady's company autograph. So hopefully Usain's able to recover those funds. He's a legendary athlete, arguably the greatest Olympic sprinter of all time. The sports technology market is expected to be worth about $41.8 billion by 2027, growing from $21 billion in, currently in 2022 to 41.8 billion in 2027. So think about all the technology that's now included within sports, how they've instituted many technologies to track the performance of athletes and teams, um, such as wearable devices and sensors that track training and game day decisions and injury recovery for these top tier athletes. Companies such as Normatech, Rabbit, Reboot, and Air Relax have products which improve blood flow and circulation for athletes um venues such as sofi stadium where the los angeles rams play they have over 2500 wi-fi 6-axis points in their stadium to create a better experience for their fans so again technology is improving all around the all around the world around the sectors and sports is included Jeff Bezos is looking to buy the Washington Commanders, that's the football team, NFL football team. However, he's facing a little bit of pushback from 
Washington, com the current Washington Commanders owner, Dan Snyder. Snyder reportedly has had a troublesome ownership period. He's been involved in many controversies. The fans, many Washington fans have wanted him to sell the team over, you know, and they're, they're not being able, and Snyder not being able to produce a winner, and there's just been many controversies over his ownership. However, Bezos, he owns the Washington Post, and Snyder hasn't liked how the Washington Post has covered some of his sexual allegations. So Snyder reportedly holds a grudge over the Post reporting, and he's reportedly mad at Jeff Bezos. Now, in the initial bidding for the Washington Commanders, Bezos did not submit a bid. The six bids that were submitted topped $6.3 billion. Wow, that's a lot of money. However, Bezos has, Bezos has initiated plans to buy the, the Washington Commanders, and he's been interested and hinted at buying the team. So he could potentially still enter the bidding. So we'll see if Bezos decides to enter the race. It's just a funny thing that Snyder's holding a grudge over Bezos. Hold, like he owns the Washington Post. That's their news to report news. You can't hold... This is, this is just way above my pay grade. This is billionaire talk, billionaire business. I shouldn't even be, you know, comment. This is just way above my tax bracket to even be reporting on this. This is just billionaire business, but it's just funny how Snyder's holding a grudge over Bezos owning the Washington Post when their job is to actually report on news such as this. In other sports news, Shaq and Larry Fitzgerald and some NBA teams, they're backing a sports-focused firm, which has closed $100 million in funds over their last fundraising round. The firm now has raised over $200 million. The name of the firm is Courtside Ventures, which invests in sports, collectibles, and gaming. The investment firm dedicated to sports and related industries announced its biggest fund round raising to date. Again, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, Larry Fitzgerald are some of the notable athletes that are involved. Ownership groups such as the Atlanta Hawks, Golden State Warriors, Philadelphia 76ers, Cleveland Cavaliers, Charlotte Hornets, Atletico Madrid soccer team, DC United, and LAFC are some of the ownership groups that are also involved. Retail giant Dick Sporting Goods are also involved. So Courtside Adventure has previously invested in The Athletic. That's a sports publication. Gaming and live stream platform Beam, StockX, and 100 Thieves. It has already begun investing with its third fund, including a stake in Moho, an athlete stock market backed by A-Rod and Mark Lore. So that's in sports news. Cristiano Ronaldo, he recently was signed to a, a major contract, $75 million in pure salary and then the contract is reportedly supposed to be worth about 200 million dollars per year when you add in media and media and publicity obligations as well so he's getting the bag cr7 is getting the bag as he should he's been one of the top tier soccer players over the last decade plus so he's secured the bag However, 
with Ronaldo being such the public figure that he is, he has the largest social media following for an athlete, maybe even for any person in the world. Like on Instagram, he has over 500 million followers, which is just insane to think about. So with Ronaldo, it's either many people you love him or you hate him. I haven't met many people who just feel indecisive about Ronaldo. Many it's just either you love him or you hate him, which in turn brings a lot of publicity to the Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Arabia League. And the league has inked deals with many media platforms such as Portuguese broadcaster Sports TV. Again, Ronaldo is Portuguese. He's from Portugal. Uh, and many Ronaldo's fans in Portugal, they want to watch him. So the league is bringing a lot more eyes to the league. The league is in turn inking many deals with many media networks throughout many European countries and they're just getting more eyeballs to the league. So Ronaldo's just overall bringing more money to the league, more eyes to the league and bringing more publicity, which is basically what they wanted on top of, you know, obviously his talents, you know, top tier player. And Ronaldo's longtime arch nemesis, Lionel Messi, man. Messi can't let Ronaldo have anything by himself. So it's being reported that Messi's being courted to join the Saudi Arabia League as well. Ronaldo got $200 million. They're looking to offer Messi $300 million. <sighs> Messi has to top Ronaldo and everything. And Messi's like, oh, Ronaldo, hold my beer. You know, I'm going to top you on this too. I got the World Cup that you don't have. So I'm going to come to your league as well. And I'm going to get more money than you. I'm going to get a higher bag than you. So maybe we'll get more Ronaldo-Messi matchups as well. But it's being reported that Messi's being offered $300 million. His current contract with PSG, which pays him $54.2 million over two years on top of a $27.1 million signing bonus, expires this summer. So Messi's obviously going to be going over his options. He's also potentially to be courted by David Beckham, who owns Inter Miami, to bring him to the MLS. David Beckham, former soccer player, he's interested in learning the star. Messi has also said that he's interested in playing in the U.S. before his playing days are over. So it could be very interesting to see where Messi ends up. I hope he comes to Miami because I'm definitely going to go see him play. So interesting news in soccer. As well as English soccer clubs in the Premier League, they've spent a record $2 billion on transfers. Money just being spent everywhere nowadays. English teams spent more than $2 billion on player contracts for the first time. The, hundred, the top 100 most expensive transfers accounted for nearly half of the almost $2.2 billion. French teams were the biggest recipients of transfer fees, bringing in $740.3 million. At least two Premier League clubs are also expected to be sold soon. Manchester United is potentially changing Hands in the coming weeks, Liverpool is also on the block and rumored to be potentially sold. And there's speculation that owner Fenway Sports Group could be looking to buy an NFL team such as the Washington Commanders or found, fund an, found an NBA team if the league expands. So the Fenway Sports Group, they currently own uh, Liverpool, I believe. So they're potentially looking to sell Liverpool and potentially bid on the Washington Commanders, go against Be Bezos, or, you know, find an NBA team if the league decides to expand. Soccer club Everton is also looking for investors, but isn't expected to sell, at, sell a controlling stake.
So, that was the weekly recap of Money Making Markets. That was the third episode. I hope I was able to provide you guys with a bunch of interesting topics. Again, I'm going to continue to find interesting stories within not only the stock market, the stock market and business, but also expand to sports and entertainment and media. There's plenty of stories out there relating to business, investing, and market and the markets. So I'm going to continue to bring you guys as a diversified news cycle every single week to keep you guys interested and show you guys that business goes beyond just the stock market. As always, always strive higher. If there are any new stories that you guys want me to touch on in the coming weeks, anything you guys that I think that you guys think I missed on, put it in the comments. As always, I want you guys to we want to build this to be a community where we're just sharing information. I do not want gatekeepers. We're here to share information, to build, to share knowledge, to spread knowledge. And that's really what this channel is about. In addition to me bringing you guys and familiar, familiarizing you guys with some of the topics and terms that are associated with the business world. So any topics or any fields that you guys think that I'm missing or you guys want me to touch on, put it in the comments. I'll be sure to respond to you and hopefully incorporate it in the next episode. As always, make sure you guys are staying followed and keeping following the markets and what's happening in the markets. As always, always strive higher. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for the support, for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.